Is that really good? Is that really close, John? Can you hear me? I, I can hear you, but it's a bit too close. Okay, sorry. No, no, just, no you're too far away. Just <sighs> testing the dynamics of it all. Just, just making sure it's working. For a sound man, you're pretty rubbish at your sound, aren't you? <laughs> this is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John in Cricklade and Kieran is in his attic in Trowbridge Town. I am. Still not left. So the purpose of this show is to promote and highlight the uh, musical and art scene across the west of England. And uh, the first question I'd like to ask Kieran is, what gigs have you done? Gone, gone, hmm. What gigs have you gone to this week? great question john saturday just gone i went to tom jenkins at trowbridge town hall and it was an absolutely lovely event he turned up with a guy called jamie who was playing uh, bass with him and it was just a wonderful wonderful show one of our colleagues brought her ukrainian refugees living with her um they said they didn't understand a word of it but they enjoyed it nonetheless i um I, i went to a gig across the border at the weekend went to Newport or just outside Newport a venue called the Patriot in in a little village called Crumlin think of riffs you know riffs yeah. that used to be out by Wooden Bassett fantastic rock venue yeah. combine that with the kind of Hell's Angels pubs that you see in American Hollywood films where right. those are bikes parked outside and people in leathers and all yeah. that kind of put those two things together and you get the Patriot went to see Gun band from the 90s they did Word Up rocking night John rocking it, it was it was Rocking. I'm getting too old for rocking. <laughs> but I will continue while I can. Absolutely. Mate. <laughs> but also a gig. It's, I didn't go to a gig, but I did have a band in the venue recording a music venue. At, re, sorry, in the venue recording a music video. That's one all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, d- I did see the pictures of that. What, one, one of our favourite bands, the Erotic Secrets of Pompeii. So the boys came in Monday just gone and they spent sort of five hours shooting some footage to a new song that's not released yet. Um, And they were briefly telling me what's going on with them. So it's public knowledge that they signed to Marshall Agency. So Marshall is the brand that make the guitar amps. And they also have a music agency. There's lots of really cool bands on the agency, including New Pagans, who we've played on the show before. Uh, we have got a guest joining us this week, who is uh, Kat Jones, who is behind the pseudonym magazine down in Salisbury, uh, which is, uh, it covers um, your, your normal art stuff, but it also covers news and, and debate in the community. So it's more of a community newspaper than anything else. Yeah, I'm dedicated to sort of the arts and culture sort of scene, as it were. I didn't know Kat from Adam, but she turned up on the Car Sick Instagram because she interviewed them for the magazine. And they are a Salisbury-based band. And I looked at her profile and it said based in Devizes. And I thought, hang on a minute. I know Devizes. I don't know you. What's going on here? And it turns out, well, you hear from the interview that she's got her, she's based all over the county and covers an awful lot of the county. So really excited to get to chat to her and find out more about this magazine. Hmm. So we'll cover that uh, in about five minutes time. First off, we're going to play a tune. Kieran, this week you have picked an artist called Hannah White. Um, Hannah was is on a UK tour. She's on a UK tour and she's doing various venues and she's due to play or she was due to play at the Chapel Arts Centre in Bath. John Thursday, just gone. And unfortunately, that gig got not cancelled it got like pulled it got like pulled off you know not 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 available uh, for whatever reason and so the village pump in trowbridge stepped in and have hosted her on the thursday instead and this is one of her newer tunes it is called car crash they want to take my baby 
so the track is by Hannah White. I mean, it is a really powerful piece. Um, the track is Car Crash, she's playing by the stuff on YouTube. And as Kieran said, she's currently touring the UK. And uh, her tour support is the lovely Michelle, or yeah, I think it's Michelle Stodart, who is in the Magic Numbers. So she's oh, in I the band. Them. Yeah, they're a great band. Yeah. But she's also the solo support, but she's also in Hannah's band. So it's a proper, proper special show. Hmm. Nice. Uh, we will move on to product placement. I know you've had a, a lot of vinyl arrive in the last few weeks. So is there anything in particular you want to shout about? I have got some vinyl, but it's downstairs. Oh, I'm not I waiting can... for you to climb downstairs with your gammy foot. No, my foot, my foot. Actually, John, update on the old foot. So I've got an appointment on Friday. I'm going to go see my doctor and I am walking unimpeded. It's mm. not fixed, but I can walk unimpeded. Pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that progress. Less, well, less than four weeks. Uh, we will move on to this week's guest then. Now, in, uh, as we mentioned in the opening link uh, this week, we have been speaking to Kat Jones, who established a community arts uh, magazine or newspaper. It's a magazine, isn't it? Uh, called Pseudonym. It's called Pseudonym Magazine. That's how I know it's a magazine. Not a paper. Um, and it's one of those great um, revival stories of going back to print in, in, a, in this digital world that we now live in. She, she's decided, no, we actually need a physical product to, to share with people. Everything's going back to the way it used to be, isn't it? Vinyl revival, the newspaper revival. So, yeah, we, we thought we'd in, uh, invite Kat on just to have a chat to us just about how she got into this and how she established it. Bless her. She, she was fighting away through a coat, uh, through a cold. Oh, at the time. She was, wasn't she? But uh, yeah, we, we had a really fascinating chat. So uh, let's cross over to that. Well, the reason that I came about doing it was I moved from London to Salisbury. And in London, I was very into Dazed and Confused magazine and the interview and face magazine and things like that are kind of like alternative non-mainstream mags um, and I came to Salisbury and I started going to a few art events and then a few kind of music events and met various people and they connected me to other people and I realized that there was this underweb in Salisbury of creatives that weren't getting celebrated or promoted anywhere and there wasn't like a platform for them to show off their work. The only magazines around were Salisbury Living or Wiltshire Life magazine. And they're tailored to a very specific demographic of Salisbury, which is lovely. But for those that kind of have to do a day job and pay the bills and then do their passion in whatever free time they have, there isn't that much of a link between um, so pseudonym is all about celebrating those people that are a bit alternative, non-mainstream. They do their own passion and there's just nowhere to promote them. So that's where the first thread started from. Um, and then also I wanted pseudonym to be all inclusive and very diverse. Again, I thought bits of Salisbury, again, tailored to a particular age group, shall we say. And I didn't want pseudonym to fall in any category like that I wanted it to be open to everyone so my youngest writer is 16 and the oldest contributor has been 82 so it covers everyone this is a fanzine so how many issues are you on and you you have these physically printed don't you so so what made you go down the route of doing print I still believe that print isn't dead as the hashtag says I think people, as much as they like things online, I don't necessarily think magazines work online. 
because nobody is on their computer to read a magazine. <laughs> I think they'll get distracted. They'll do emails. They'll watch a YouTube video. But I think it's very difficult to come across online. And I think to kind of promote the artist, do them justice, to have a physical, hard, shiny copy of something to hold that they can then present to people interviewing them or present to other promos, things like that. It's, it's a physical thing that can be passed on. Um, so that's why I wanted printed. I started printing the first issue, obviously very excited, printed far too many that I was going to sell. Sure, <laughs> <But> sure. as, <laughs> which I think lots of, lots of people do with lots of things. And then as the magazine has progressed, I've got more content. It's become thicker. I now have a, the issue printed on the spine, which I couldn't do in the first issues because there wasn't enough to go for. And it's now selling out. So it's really interesting, like seeing the evolvement from issue one to issue nine is going to come out in August and seeing how it's developed and how it's changed for the better, which is good. Do you have examples of like other magazines that do well on that format? Because I immediately think of a magazine called The Chap, who does a very similar thing. It's quarterly and it's really high quality. I think I think that's what I wanted. I kind of did a bit of research on um on magazines and kind of the demographic I was going well it's everyone but it's quite difficult because you've got to kind of feed into who's likely to buy it will they want to buy it once a month how can you keep it going how can you keep interest going and I think just doing it quarterly makes sense for everyone because the team pseudonym team is very small and again we all have full-time jobs so it's just too stressful trying to do it once a month so I think it just makes it quite exciting building it up every three months. Oh, think how we feel. We make this every week. <laughs> you do that. That is so exhausting. Can you give us a few examples about the kind of articles and the kinds of things you're promoting? I'd say the format of the magazine, of just what's in it, it follows the same as the general format of magazines. So you open it up and it's got the contents and then an editor column by myself, Um, Then it goes to a through the cracks section, which is just two pages. And it's a familiar face from a small city or small or town. So it's someone that you've probably seen a lot walking around town, but you don't necessarily know their story. So that's quite interesting. Instead of a page three girl, we have a page three poet. That is also ironically on page four. (laughs) Again, that's a lovely local poet. We have an art section so we interview uh, at least one artist and then the other section is the other part the art section is interview of a gallery owner or is a sculpture or something so it's a bit different we have a music section so that's always two interviews with um southwest band and then what you should download or buy on vinyl we have a fashion section so i scout out models from the southwest just kind of you know if someone looks like they fit it from the bus stop I'll go and talk to them so that everyone is local on the southwest so it includes two models local photographer local indie fashion brand and they can all be from different places so um, the last one we had two models from Seend in Wiltshire the fashion brand was Trowbridge the photographer was myself from Salisbury it kind of cross connects everyone, which again, there wasn't really a magazine that did that. There was just specific to 
each town, but there wasn't one that links us all together. You cover, you don't just cover Salisbury, you cover Trowbridge and Devizes. And I find that really interesting because a lot of these places have somewhat been neglected and yeah. you're shining a light on them. Exactly. I, and I think... I think as well it's sort of because because I don't drive so all these places they're on the bus route they're on a train line um you physically go to them yeah I physically go to them amazing exactly if you don't drive it's just you know 10 minutes on a bus 20 minutes on a bus you know you can get from Salisbury to Westbury you can go to Warminster all these places and then they're not advertised anywhere <laughs> at all and they're all really fun eccentric alternative places that are just fab to go and explore so and, and again them in themselves being little villages they're not promoted anywhere there needs to be a platform <laughs> for them to have tourism so yeah that's what I'm trying to do just kind of hook everyone together in a big loop you know, what? I think you've got a great perspective there as well, coming from London to, to somewhere like a remote part of Wiltshire, because mm. those of us who've, who've lived in Wiltshire our entire life, we just see it as a bunch of villages and a bunch of small towns and we, we don't see a need to promote it. That phrase, you're never a tourist in your own town. And I used to try and always live by that in London because London is so vast. When I, when I came to Salisbury, I was like, right. I need to see everything, all the interesting bits. Um, yeah, so, so that's what I try to live by. And so Salisbury's got quite a lot going on, but um, so too has the general, this general area. You've come at quite a good time because it does appear to be an awful lot going on in, in this general area. Like in Devizes, we've got that new art centre that's currently going through its planning application. And in Salisbury, you've got the town hall that's currently going through its planning application. And there is lots of growth and stimulus, and it is really exciting time to be in this area. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's so interesting kind of seeing it slowly develop and all these grants that we're getting. It's kind of like the government are realising that these small towns are, are treasures in themselves. You summed it up earlier very succinctly, is that nobody goes on their phone to read a magazine. They just don't. I don't. I've never, I've never done that. When, it all, when we lost magazines, they just stopped reading them. That was the end of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Definitely in the last couple of years, we've seen the reintroduction of vinyl records have come back yeah. or making cocktails at home and or buying thrifted fashion. And yeah. it's kind of this process of doing things to enjoy the final result. So again, yeah, having something tactile in your hand to hold, I think you get more pleasure out of it than looking at a screen. So tell me, where, where do you stock your magazines? Where, where can people buy them? Okay, so they are sold in the Vanna Gallery in Salisbury, Botanic Folk, which is a plant shop in Salisbury. There's a few in the art centre, but they're previous issues. Spacecraft Art Shop and Art Exhibition Centre, that's in Westbury. And then online. Uh, what are your plans for the next few? Have you got, have you got content for the next couple moving, moving out to the rest of the year? I kind of work just focusing on one because it is three months that gives a long time to make that one super special. And I can kind of make a few notes. Oh, if this person doesn't go in that one, they can go in the next one. But it is honestly just working for that one that is just about to come out. It's kind of like, I know it's somewhere in the back of my mind, but now my time is just on this issue. (laughs) No, that's completely amazing. So you you said you're on issue nine? Yeah, issue nine is going to come out in August. Does the uh, web line content differ from the magazine? Is there any additional things online? Is it all just uh, 
There are additional things online. There's um, the kind of, if anybody has watched The Office, the link is called Free Love Freeway. So that is the free content that you get online. Mm-hmm. And they are a few new contributors and a few that write for the magazine as well. Or if someone wants to put something in the magazine, but they've just missed one, then their content might go on the website if it's good enough. And I don't want to wait to put it in the magazine. So Kat, just before you, you go, the final question that we, we ask uh, our guests is, uh, have you picked a track and what is it and why? I picked a track called Alaska by the band Plastic Mermaids. I came across Alaska, um, not Alaska, I came across, well, the song Alaska, probably just after I moved to Salisbury. And it's a really interesting alternative synth sound. And the videos that this band does are just so creative at a time when you used to sit and watch a music video from start to finish is that you're like completely enthralled and it's so creative and so out there and it's a really fab like summer vibey weirdy alternative song um i particularly remember because um they came to salisbury and i was very excited but i had to work so i couldn't actually go and see them so it was one of those never quite seen them but still love them (laughs) bands yeah, we were walking through the shadows of love and life's gone by. I was on my second try. Somewhere in the darkness we She's floating to Alaska on a private cloud She smiles like a plague, yeah, but she dances like the fire of London Never get through the day, caught off her guard Now she's crying in her wristless and it's raining hard Searching on the floor for the pills and she's already done Yeah, she is
The tune we have just played is by um, Plastic Mermaids called Alaska. I, I, I like it. I like. Yeah, I like that a lot. Not a band I knew about. So. Mm. And, and, and now you do? <laughs> now I do. But there's also that's the second mermaid band because there's the other mermaid band that you really liked, wasn't there? Oh, Mermaid Chunky. That's it. They go. Weirdly, our guest who who chose that was also from a a local magazine. He was doing the one in Stroud. Yes, Stroud Times. Isn't that funny. They both picked bands of mermaids. Have you got any news to talk about this week? There's a ve- there's a venue in Bath called St James's Wine Vaults, which I'm sure you'll be familiar mm. with. Yes, uh, they've just had a refit, so the venue has been completely gutted. The the basement venue been completely gutted, completely re- refit and re-kitted out, redecorated, and it is now a great looking, smelling venue. The experience, uh, new PA, new lights, new paint job. Uh, new just general refurbishment. So I'm really excited about what's going to happen at St. James's moving forwards. A great smelling venue. <laughs> well, you know, those sub-basement venues that are old as bloody time itself all smell a bit damp and, and yeah. beery. They kind of old beer. So, yeah, um, it now doesn't smell like that, presumably. It's ma- presumably it now smells of like sawn wood. So. Well, this does come from two people whose noses don't really work that well. That's true. Very good. Um, <laughs> they, they used to do quite a bit of jazz in there, didn't they? Or like getting them mixed up with someone else? They did a bit of everything in there. I, I did an Americana show in there with Anna and Elizabeth once. Yeah, they do a bit of everything. They're um, really, really open to suggestion, which is why I like them so much. Yeah. One little piece I wanted to cover in, in the world of news. Cheltenham Jazz Festival has gone ahead as planned, which is the first time that's happened for three years because of all the various restrictions. I tend to see Cheltenham Jazz as one of the first major events um in the region uh, in in the calendar year which gives me a lot of hope for the rest of the year i've dev- never been to it but i, I, I am impressed by it it's always an international program so it's not restricted to uk artists so hmm. that's why it's taken so long to go ahead so yeah i'm really impressed and it's signs that everything is going back to normal mm-hmm. it would be good to get someone on from from cheltenham because they have some incredible festivals also they've got the jazz festival they've got the literary festival which, and they, which... they have they have a whole collective of, of festivals going on Witchwood Festival at the Racecourse. Mm. One of the places to be is Cheltenham, isn't it? And uh, obviously Jim Lockie runs, I think it's like the Underground Festival at the in the hall, in the big hall, Gloucester Guild Hall. So that whole area is packed with great, great stuff going on. Cool. We will leave it there, Kieran. Uh, thank you for joining me this evening. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. I've given away that we record this in the evening now. I don't think that was much of a secret. Uh, if anyone wants to get in touch, you can get uh, log on to uh, shareisolation at gmail.com. Right, I am going to head off and enjoy the sun while it lasts. We will be back same time next week. Ciao, take care. Doodles, bye-bye. Ciao. bye-bye.